What's up, guys? How you doing? Um, these uh, these more recent episodes that I'm about to do, of course, they're not going to be in order, but it is something that I'm going to be talking about. Um, most of you guys don't. I haven't really mentioned this too much publicly because I keep this mostly off my personal social media pages. Uh, but um, I have been um, operating in a role of Christian counseling for the past couple months, actually, probably since the end of summer. Um, if I'm not mistaken, but, um, I wanted to start talking about, um, that realm of thought. Um, and not only that really, cause this is, of course, it's not going to be dealing so much with, uh, case cases and different type of things, but dealing with a lot of, uh, thought processes and, um, different type of scenarios I have encountered. Now, it's very funny to say this because I feel like anybody who operates in that realm, because I'm in a lot of groups with like a, a ton of other counselors and stuff. And when you find people who operate in that realm, a lot of them has already been doing that before they ever stepped into the role. Um, a lot of times they just got credentials and certifications and degrees and stuff like that, that would give them the right to actually speak to people. Uh, but they've kind of already been that way. Um, if that makes sense. So, uh, for me, a lot of this stuff, it isn't more recent. It's just more doing it in a more, um, um, organized matter, um, with, uh, you know, credentials and stuff behind it. But it's, this has been a very interesting journey because, um, it's not, I wouldn't say I've learned new concepts. I have, I have learned new things, but, um, in different approaches and stuff like that. So it's been a gratifying experience in that regard. But the one thing that has been, um, very intriguing for me is, is just more of a lot of the practical approaches, um, kind of mixed together with spiritual approaches that I find myself taking during this time, because you can't ha handle everybody the same. Um, and you really can't tell everybody what you would do. That's just would be unwise too as well, because everybody's situation and scenario is very different. And, some people are in positions to where you you would love to tell them to uh, do things a certain way or to operate a certain way, but it's not wise counsel specifically for that person. Um, and you, as a believer, because I see myself as a believer first, and I see these as spiritual sessions, because uh, I, I take I tend to take a different approach uh, than some of the ways that I was um, taught, and also a different approach to some of the ways that I've seen because everybody has a different approach of how they handle things. And I'm kind of glad that my approach kind of matches my personality, personality, if that makes sense. But, uh, during this time, um, I kind of found myself, um, giving people a lot more practical wisdom about certain situations than I myself would have probably taken. Um, but I also find it very interesting too, as well, how, it has shaped my approach on how I view uh, my certain, you know, certain things in my own life. And which is good because you're supposed to learn from the situations, faults, failures of others, and also of yourself. Um, and anybody who's listening to this, this is one thing um, I talk to people about often, especially in these sessions, um, that they have to use their past as soil. You never hold on to anything of your past. You deal with it, you process it, and you use it as soil for your future, which means everything has to move forward from because you can't do nothing about it. It's just the reality of life. Uh, but it's very interesting. Oh, and one thing I need to, I want to mention to you guys is that um, 
I recently made all of my stuff free about uh, maybe about a m month ago, roughly. Um, and I really enjoy doing it that way, especially since I kind of get to meet with people that can't afford sessions um, and they have a hard time doing so. And this is something that the Lord um, it was leading me to do originally when I first started off, but I never actually, I did it at first and then I, I kind of switched it up. But I moved back to it because I had a conversation with a friend girl um, when I on the walk one day. I had saw her by the lake and we was just talking. We had a really good conversation. And the conversation led around to that and it really opened my eyes about something that the Lord had spoke to me. So I had to do it. So for those who are looking for um, counseling sessions or anything like that, let me know. Uh, we can set up. Um, I do everything through Zoom. We can set up calls and stuff like that. And. Of course, I would prefer that we be a good fit for each other because um, I'm not going to be meeting with everybody because not everybody is really um, um, a good match for me personally. But I will say this, though, that one of the concepts I kind of find myself um, talking about often is dealing with uh, breakups and stuff. Um, and it's it's very odd because you. I think in, it was probably within like a span of like one week, I was faced with like three or four different scenarios, if that makes sense. And and uh, also too as well, everything is free. I forgot to mention that, but all of this stuff is donations only. So whatever you decide to give is up to you. But it, I you see these different scenarios. Actually, it's been a little bit, probably a little bit more than that. These different scenarios that's probably happened within a much span of how you would handle different situations, the end or the outcome kind of seems the same, right? And the, it was a concept that I kind of, um, I saw one day when I had a, when I had a conversation with somebody and I realized like, I kind of created like a matrices, like a box. And I had told the person, I said, I think there's really only two reasons people should actually not necessarily desire to be in a relationship with somebody anymore. And the first one is if the person had no desire or no capacity to actually love them. In other words, no capacity means that they don't actually know how to love. And you'd be surprised, but um, love is a muscle and not only just romantic love, love period. It's something that you have to practice on, right? And some some people in relationships, they just don't know how to love. They don't know how to be um, compassionate or they don't know how to be kind or patient or gentle. And it's not their fault. Um, a lot of people are raised in these type of in hostile and uh, maybe aggressive environments. Um, and they're probably raised in you know, uh, selfish environments to where it's everything is more about self. And these are things that people learn from their parents and from the, the people that surround them. Um, so a lot of their relationships can look more selfishly gaining. And I, I remember I had to tell somebody that um, I recently spoke um, with, uh, I recently spoke with a friend girl recently, and we was having a really good conversation about this, but I had to clarify to her, it's not that a certain person doesn't love you uh, because they probably do. It's the fact that they don't know how to, which is a, a huge difference. Um, and that means that a person doesn't have the capacity to express love. And it, this is, I think that 
because this subject matter gets touched on a lot, a lot of times people tend to just kind of just throw people away. Um, not necessarily realizing that that person needs help, which means they need to work out a muscle. And that's why I kind of um, had the concept in mind that it's not so much that the person, if they don't have the capacity or the desire, I think it's reasonable. Um, of course, unless you guys, are, unless people are married, that's different. You're, you're binded to that. But unless you you know go through the proper steps of divorce, but I'm saying like in relationships, period. I think it's more reasonable to not want to be in those type of situations because there's no desire. If a person has the desire to love, which means they actually want to love somebody, but they don't have the capacity, which means they don't have the ability to, or they don't have the, um, like the, the knowledge on how to express that. I think that's a salvageable situation because their issue isn't so much their desire. The issue is their foundation. And if you love that person enough and if you're patient enough, it's something that you can work with. And because there was a um, there is one situation to where a person, you know, has the desire to love, but not really to the capacity. But then also, too, as well, this is it's an unequally yoke type situation. So it becomes very difficult to want to stick that out because you as a believer, you want somebody who has that capacity. You want somebody who knows how to express that and who knows how to reciprocate that. And and I remember I had mentioned this a couple of times, but I said that it's, it's we don't love people because they love us as Christians in relationships, romantic relationships. Love is never about what somebody does for you or what somebody gives to you. But it is better to be in situations to where those things are reciprocated. It's much better because you now have to be able to process um, not necessarily having a lopsided or one-sided relationship to where everything is just about one person. And those situations are very tough to be in in the first place because anytime you're in that type of situation, you you lose strength over time. You 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 don't. You're not going to always be the full version of yourself because one person is a giver. Another person is a taker. And because the person doesn't have the, the capacity to know how to love, it's like you have to learn how to draw from an infinite well in order to continuously fill someone else's tank. Um, and that in itself is a scary situation to be in. I think that when you when people encounter these situations, because I don't believe that these situations are unsalvageable, I mean, unsalvageable. But whenever you encounter these type of things, I think that one of the best approaches to take is to go on a love walk with that person or that person has to go on a love walk with themselves. And um, I recently posted about this, but I was mentioning how if because, you know, there's this concept. I see this all around the Internet, bro. And this um, people talk about self-love. And I think it's an incredible concept because I think people has to learn how to love themselves. That's that's the, one of the main reasons why people can't love another person. They don't love themselves. Um, and if you find a person who's, you know, always beating themselves up, judging themselves, condemning themselves, they don't believe in themselves and they can't do that for other people. It's impossible. So if, when see when people speak down to other people, they control, manipulate, are aggressive towards other people is because they 
they're also that way towards themselves or they've seen this behavior throughout their life that shapes how they view people. So they don't know they don't know what it means to be patient and to be kind and to be gentle and to be selfless and to be loving. So when I when we talk about these concepts of self-love, I recently posted something about this because this joke is just sitting on my heart because I keep seeing this stuff all the time. I, I follow a lot of uh, psychologist stuff, Christian and non-Christian. It gives balance, but I follow a lot of this stuff. And on one side, not always, but sometimes it, it just kind of cringes me a little bit because the concept of that person loving themselves is usually a degradation or an attack on other people. And there's so many stuff now about people removing toxic people from their life. It is real. This is a real thing. This is a real thing that's actually happening. And it, it hurts me because like, I'm like, man, I wish I could speak about this more. I don't really have much of a voice, but I know I can say something about it. And when you are a person, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this clear because this is not for everybody. Everybody's coming from different scenarios, right? But when you are a person who's within yourself, you have true love and compassion. And we talk about even what the Bible calls love. That is the ultimate definition of love. I deal in Christian counseling, so I'm going to stick more to those things, right? Your love walk within yourself, you have an undeniable amount of grace, mercy, compassion, and forgiveness towards others. Doesn't mean it's easy, but you know how to do it. You know how to access those things. In other words, even one of the definitions of love is talk about keeping the records of wrong. But the one thing I will say is that this doesn't mean that you endorse bad behavior. Because sometimes people assume that because you love somebody, you have to endorse their behavior. You don't. You don't. I remember um, I spoke with somebody about this one day, but I had told them, it was about certain subject matters, but I told him, I said, you know, you can truly love people and still disagree with them. <laughs> like y'all can see stuff different ways and disagree. I could disagree with your lifestyle, your decision-making. I could disagree with your behavior. I don't have to agree with that, but I can still love you. It's very possible. The other part about it is that people can be, completely isolated from each other and still love what because i'm gonna be honest with you there are people that i love dearly i don't really trust them though not with my internal environment um or my personal life personal environment but i still love them it's not anything against them there are also people i truly love that i don't really care to have a relationship with which means that i'm not against them if they would have hit me up call me up we can talk we'd be cool but i don't really see them as a friend for the next season of my life. Although they may have been a friend in the past, we're still cool. It's nothing personal. But if I look at where I'm going, I just realize certain people is not necessarily fit to accommodate where I'm going. And that's okay because they're going places in life that I'm not a fit to accommodate where they're going. We just go in two different directions. That's fine. But it doesn't mean that People have to be deemed to be deplorables because they're of those disagreements. And I think that this kind of goes into the level of emotional maturity, because um, I notice in a lot of my uh, in a couple of my meetings and stuff like that, most people just want to 
Uh, most people just kind of explode and just escape and run away from situations. It's best to just not deal with them because it could be terrifying. Um, you, you could be scary what things you find out or you just whether or not you believe certain things, just the reality of it. But I come to find that a lot of the issues when it comes to not only salvageable situations, but in situations to where things could actually get better, it's just a lack of emotional maturity. And it's not always people's fault. And I, I, w- I will say this. A lot of the things that we see psychologically in people when it comes to their behavior, the characteristics, how they love, how they show compassion, um, how they walk in gentleness and patience and selflessness. All of these things are taught. These are things that are taught by their family members, their friends, their upbringing. Like throughout life, they learn certain ways to be certain ways to people. So you can have a person who's raunchy, (laughs) who pessimistic, negative, angry all the time, and they just carry a negative environment with them. And like they bring everybody down when everybody around them, that type of person learned that from somewhere. They didn't just wake up and wanted to be angry. And you really have to pay attention to that because you can see somebody who really, really wants to be better as a person. They just don't know how to. You should never give up on those people. Never, never. Because in, in in these type of conversations, I'll put it this way. And that's what I mean when it says no, 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 no capacity. In these type of conversations, I'll put it this way. And I remember I spoke to somebody about this recently because they were struggling in their relationship. And um, the, the lady had just a certain view of the guy because, you know, he wasn't at a certain place yet. And. She got saved and the guy was still unsaved. And I had told him, I said, you got to be very careful when you uh, process other people's growth because not everybody grows the same. It's just not possible. That person, it may take them three to five years to come to the same truth that it only took you two to come to. But God has a specific time for them. And sometimes we're in situations to where we feel like it's so unredeemable because a person is not that way right now, but you never know if they will become that way. <laughs> you feel me with time and with prayer. And, um, and I'm not saying you stay around in dangerous situations. The point that I'm making is, is that you have to learn how to process and count the cost of where you're at. Right. And I, it was funny because I remember I had a conversation with a group of believers one time and we were, um, and I was telling them that, like they have to be very careful when they think about like, because, you know, pastors and preachers are trying to look out for their people. And I see um, a lot of the the sermons that talks about relationships and stuff. And they tell people that, you know, this person got to be doing this and doing that and doing this. They got to have this together. Like everything need to be like set in place and perfect by the time they get into relationships. Right. And. And there's one of these groups that I'm in, you know, it's a lot of women in there, you know, they're looking for relationships. And I remember I had mentioned to them and the guy said, you guys got to be very careful about this type of thought process. Because I'm going to put it this way. That type of thinking isn't really consistent with the person who's saying it, even though it's very wise. But you got to think about it. Those those like the guys who say those things, their wife, they got married when they was 19, 20 years old. They didn't have the best job. They didn't even have their own home sometimes. <laughs> sometimes they was living with parents and or 
still rooming with friends and different type of stuff. And their wife helped them to become what they are today. They 40 years old. <laughs> they 40, 35, 40 years old. So their spouse helped them to become what they are, even with women. Because sometimes, you know, dudes, they, you man, one, one of my free guys, bro, this dude's funny, bro. But he, um, he, he's kind of around just a good amount of women who's not necessarily like, um, adept. And, and I was, I have mentioned like, yo, you gotta be patient because not everybody is like, has the same growth factor, right? They're not, people's not going to be the same when they're 20 and when they're 30 and when they're 40 years old, it's just impossible. Especially if you see growth in them over the years, you just, they're not going to be the same person, but in these relationships, you have to be very careful when people tell people this person got to be a certain way in order for them to be worthy to date you. Although you not that way either. <laughs> it's okay if you are a certain way and you want another person to be that way. That's perfectly fine. But if you aren't to that place either and that other person is, it's not really wise to expect so much of them. And you haven't even reached a certain point in your life yet neither. But most of these people who say this, they marry a certain person at a certain time in their life where they didn't have much or they went, they didn't do much or they didn't have much to give. But even in that type of situation, the person helped them to become what they was. So it wasn't unsavageable. So, you know, a lot of pastors and preachers, they give really great wisdom. And, but some of these guys got married when they was 20, you usually get married young. They got married when they was 20 years old, between 20 and 23, 24 they, not a lot of these guys was balling by that time. Some of them was probably still in school. So to expect, um, cause it's just natural. Like if a father has a daughter, he will always want the person that she dates to be better than he was at his own age. Although he's very well off right now, but he, he has that expectation, right? So the way that the guy is at 19, 20 years old, he would like that guy to be close to where he's at now. But dude, you got 20 years under your belt of growth. It's just not going to be the case. So it's more about being realistic about where people is at. And the one thing I always think to, like, I think that to mention to people to look at is the soil. Don't pay so much attention to the tree. Not all trees grow the same. You know, when you look at a um, an oak tree and you look at, like a small tree on the side of the road, a small tree will grow very quickly. It doesn't take that much time. Very quickly. This is a revelation that the Lord like spoke to my heart. It really comforted me too as well, uh, because it makes you think about your life in a very different way. But a small tree grows very quickly. You plant that tree in the ground, the soil doesn't go deep. And guess what? You'll see a tree within just a couple months. That's perfectly fine. But when you're dealing with an oak tree, a tree that's massive, that's large, that's going to take up a lot of space, that's going to be 50, 60, 100 feet tall, bro, that tree going to take years to get its roots deep, deep into the ground before it sprouts and take off. And trust me, by its, it as a baby is going to be still stronger than the other tree who grew within one year. So you have to understand that everybody has a different foundation that they're building from. And I don't think people actually get that. So the people who's building from a different foundation, who's meant to be oak trees in life, their growth, the pain that they go through, the trials and tribulations that they go through is going to be immensely greater than somebody who's not meant to carry the load in the road that they're carrying. That's why, bro, if you look at anybody 
who's going anywhere in life, who's done anything great or major. If you ask them their life, their testimony, they've been through some of the most atrocious things. These people was homeless. They was poor. They went through all types of crazy relationships. I mean, all types of stuff. They've been through the worst. But when you look at where they're at now, everything that they're at was just soil. It was it was literally digging their roots deep into life. And the reason why I'm saying this is because not only is love, compassion, and humility is birthed out of trials and tribulation, but also resilience. There is a strength that comes from going through hard things. I, you know, I grew up, I think about my family dynamic, right? Um, me, my mom, my brothers, we grew up in the hood. We didn't have everything growing up. We grew up in a very rough environment. Um, and like sometimes I used to be scared going outside. That's that's used to how bad it was. We moved to a different place. It was more chill, but we were still in the hood. But we still we have more friends at that place. Um, of course, you some, you in Miami, so you, not every area you can go through is just going to be safe. But the reality was we saw a lot of hard times growing up, a lot. So, but when you're older, this stuff don't really catch you off guard anymore. You have a different level of resilience. To where if some people went through some of the stuff that you went through, they wouldn't be able to handle it. They'll break down emotionally. So that's what I mean when I say that when people when people get to a certain area or time in life, there is a certain type of level of resilience that's built up. And it's a muscle that's stretched that they can handle difficulties, handle hard times, and sometimes handle anything. But it's the same way when it comes to love. It's a muscle that you exercise. If you find a person that doesn't come from a loving environment to where they don't know what it looks like, they don't receive love from their mother, they don't receive love from their father, it's not something that's prevalent amongst them. It's only God and outside sources that could come and show them what that looked like. That's it. But they'll never know how to operate in that. And they get into relationships and they're very broken and they have a desire to love. They just don't know how to. They don't know how to be patient and to be emotionally mature. They don't know how to listen to people disagreeing with them and not in that, in not causing an argument or uproar or a fight. And I saw a recent video and um, I'm, I'm pushing for 30 minutes. So we're going to wrap it up soon. But I saw a recent video and my mom had showed this to me and it was very interesting. When she sent me this video, when I was watching it, it shocked me a little bit, but it gave me a, a lot more perspective about what, you know, couples deal with in relationships. And I was like, yo, this is actually very real. In the in this video, it was a pastor talking with his wife and it was it was having a very real talk about um, like, you know, him not being able to be honest and frank with his wife. And he was saying that she taught him to be that way. And when I saw this now, I would have I think the communication should have been different. That's something that you talk about in, in private. Um, you never reproach your spouse publicly never called him out publicly i don't care what type of panel y'all on you don't do it you be honest with each other but you do it in private i think sometimes people um the emotions can be riled up in a moment but it's never wise to do that never um so keep your business off the internet <laughs> everybody keep your business off the internet but when it comes to reproaches right the guy was saying that his wife doesn't necessarily give him a space to be free. And he was saying that whenever he does try to be free and express himself or express things that he want or that he desires, he says that um, she would get angry with him or give him the cold shoulder 
or fuss at him and fight at him and different type of stuff. Like she'd be aggressive towards him. And she doesn't realize it because she's hurt or she's dealing with trauma. She doesn't really know how to love. So she's trying to protect herself. And she also doesn't know how she's not emotionally mature enough to communicate in a proper way. Right. But the man doesn't know that to him. He just sees it as rejection and he's being conditioned to not talk. And a lot of guys deal with this because in order to avoid conflict, they say, well, I'd rather not just say anything. I'm just going to come home, say nothing. So situations will come up where the house will be burning down. <laughs> and they'll say, I ain't going to say nothing because I don't want to get in a fight. It's just the reality of life. I think that in these type of situations, it's not that they're unsalvageable. It's not that the person doesn't love. They just don't know how to. They don't know how to hold space for other people. That's all. You have to get to a point of emotionally maturity that people in friendships and relationships should be able to talk to you about anything that they're dealing with and you not get upset or angry with them for saying that. In other words, you have to be able to deal with people's mess. And if you don't like people's mess and you decide this ain't something I could deal with, then it's okay to, I think in certain situations, not all situations, but I think it's okay to uh, process of how you guys would deal with that or how people part ways, whatever. I don't suggest that at all because I feel like people can grow from anything. But I will say this, that in any relationship, unless you, unless a person becomes emotionally mature enough to be able to handle and hold space, it's a reflection of love. Most people don't know that. That's one aspect of love, emotional maturity. Unless you come to that point, any relationship you get in, it will be very dangerous. It'd be very dangerous because what will happen is, is that the person will continue to implode and implosion always leads to coping mechanisms. And that's the part where it becomes very scary. So a lot of times people in, in these, you know, in their relationships, they'll blame their spouses of why they deal with certain things and certain addictions. I don't think that that's right. It's certain things you deal with and that you do is because you choose to, it's your choice, but other people can help you to get to those places. In other words, that if there if there's an area that they're supposed to be providing for you, right, or like like giving to you, whether it be love, whether it be affection, whether it be time, attention, care, uh, intimacy, all those type of things. Right. And they're not available to provide those things. But those are things that you feel that you need in the relationship. Right. You can be very more tempted to go to other coping mechanisms and addictions in order to have those things provided to you. It's still your choice, but it's almost like a person helps to push you to that place and it's still your choice. So I want to make that clear because you know, people to say that people make you do something is never wise. Nobody really makes us to do anything. It's always our choice, but we have to choose in how we process that we have to be mature enough to process these situations in the right way. And I would dare to even say this a lot of times, and this is a hard truth, but it's just a reality. And I had a uh, recent talk with, um, with one guy and, uh, it's a hard truth to admit, but it's just real. And I had to, you know, keep it, I had to keep it 100. I was like, sometimes people use certain things to do what they already want to do. So they kind of already wanted to go to a certain place or to do this or to do that. They they've always wanted to or already wanted to, but they needed a good excuse. They needed a good justification, if that makes sense. And 
if they're able to convince themselves of that justification, then to them, they don't feel like they're doing anything wrong because they have uh, baggage or they have something to hold on to of what the other person did to them to make them do that. And that's never really wise because when those things happen, uh, it, it, it's the person is never really being mature enough to own up to their own desires. And, um, and I'm going to wrap it up with this, but I think that this is one of the reasons why love has to be have, had in relationships because if it's not, people will never really be able to be honest with each other. You know, a lot of people be uh, slamming uh, Will and Jada bro, <laughs> online. I I haven't watched their stuff. I don't really care to see um, intimate details of people's marital life. Um, gossip and slander and rumors is dangerous nowadays. And uh, people really only hear stuff from one source. I just don't think it's ever wise. But just stay out of people's relationship. Um but when it comes to people's personal business, right, the one thing I did see when it was airing stuff out on the Internet, which I mean, keep your business off the Internet, bro. <laughs> but the one thing I did see when it was putting things on in, putting things on the Internet, one of the conversations, the one thing I like was their transparency and honesty with each other in the sense that I felt like, yo, I, I don't think it's good to talk about this stuff, but it's very good that they're very transparent. Every marriage or real relationship has to have that. You have to have the ability to be honest with your spouse about anything. If if two people can't be honest and frank with each other, they're living a lie. They're never going to actually work. <laughs> At some point, you're going to have to talk about hard truths. You're going to have to talk about things you like, things you don't like, things that bother you, things that don't bother you. You got to be real. You got to be frank. But you have to be mature enough to handle that other person when they come to you with those things. And some people feel that uh, that their spouses can't handle them. So they just keep stuff to themselves. And it's just a ticking time bomb waiting to happen. It's just, it's never a wise situation to be in. Um, I, it was funny because, um, sometimes, and this is another thing, cause sometimes you can provide a emotionally secure and open environment of communication because you've shown yourself to be a forgiving or loving person, but because your partner or your spouse, they know that that's something that they can't do. It's very easy for them to assume that you're the same way. Easy. They could say stuff like you can't handle me, but the reality is they probably can't handle you. It's not that you can't handle them. You're probably very well capable of handling them, but they may say that because that's maybe they're probably projecting from their own thoughts, which is possible. So um, in regards to this, I want to close it up with these two thoughts. Love is an aspect of uh, emotional maturity is an aspect of love. But when it comes to leaving anything or in being in any relationship, I think all situations are salvageable unless a person no longer desires to love you. And that type of situation is nothing you can do about that. You just got to move on. So in 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 regards to that, when it comes to uh, these relational dynamics and subjects, um, I, I also think too, as well, that certain best case scenarios, if that makes sense, because some people are not really, they're not, it's not that they don't want to be there. It's just that they want a better situation, which is normal. So some people will literally sacrifice the love that they have for somebody for a better situation. Not in it. it I don't think that that's really wise. Um, but I will say that 
Situations can be built, but love is cultivated between two people. It can't be manufactured and it can't be faked. But situations can be built with time and resources and care. So in regards to talking about this, I don't really know what this subject matter or this thought would be. I'll probably talk about put it in, um, I guess, love and emotional maturity or something. But um, in regards to this, I think the best approach that we have to have in life is being emotionally mature enough to handle people and their in their deepest, darkest times to be honest and to be frank with them and to be able to carry and handle another person. If you can't carry and handle people, that's the one thing I would say. You're not really ready to be in a relationship. There's still more internal healing that you have to go through because if a person can't carry and handle other people, it's because they can't carry and handle themselves. There's certain parts of themselves that they hide from or that they choose to not deal with or they choose to avoid. So it's very difficult for other people to come with them to to come with them with themselves and they be able to take that because they haven't dealt with themselves yet. So everybody has to go on their own journey first of first dealing with themselves. The moment by which you do it yourself, get to see yourself and you really examine your life. You see, bro, I am a walking red flag or imperfection because, you know, people use this nowadays. They have to be very careful when they say that, because when God looks at this earth, that's all he sees. <laughs> that's all he sees. People born in sin, shaped in iniquity. It's just expressed in different ways. That is all. That is all. So everybody has to come to grips with the reality of who they are and um, who they've been in this world. The moment at which you do that, growth begins to happen. But it's also from that place that you actually begin to know how to love people. Your relationship will be way more fruitful when you come to that reality and grips of yourself. And some people have to go through that in different ways. Some people have to go through it alone. Some people go through it in relationships. But in whichever way you go through that journey, I pray that God takes you through it, into it. And I pray that he helps you to become a more loving and emotionally mature person. Um, and that way, who knows, all of the situations that you're in could probably work out a lot better um, if you were better there. So I hope you guys enjoy. I want to do more sessions like this. Um, um I don't know. I probably just titled it thoughts from a Christian counselor, maybe, but um, I want to do more sessions like this because um, I feel like this is one top subject matter. I've, I've been very adept on for a while now, uh, but I wanted to be able to air out my approach because everybody has different approaches. And um, there's a lot of uh, counselors that I see um, that I'm in groups with. We have a lot of really good conversations and talks. Um, they have different methods by how they approach things, but I feel like each person should do in the way that the gifts that God has given you. And if you do things that way, you have a much better time in how you assess people because you can't assess people with something that you don't have. And you have to pull from the well of your own experiences, from wisdom, from resources, everything that you've learned, but it has to be in you. Um, you can't pull from somebody else's well in order to help another person. So, um, and all of that being said, um, I pray that God blesses you guys. He blesses your relationships. Um, and I pray that he continues to make you fruitful and grow in everything that you do. Um, deuces and enjoy. Oh, 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 oh.